Well, welcome. This is WNZN Radio coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. Very happy that you tuned in for another program. Uh, you're not going to be disappointed today. And uh, <clears throat> here with my friend and assistant, David Abu. David, hey, Jen. Hey. Great to be here with you again. Nice, uh, nice day. Beautiful early oh, spring sure day. Sure is. Yeah. And like I always say, of course, this is 89.1 FM radio coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. If you have any problem with static or any kind of distortion with the, the sound, you can. what I do is go to Electra or I use my phone or my iPad. And then again, it's just put in 89.1 FM radio or www.wnzn.org. That's wnzn.org radio. So, you know, it's very interesting, David. We've had a lot of interesting guests these yes. past, since Christmas, oh, really. Oh, really, we have, yeah. And uh, today's similar. Um, I think we had people from South Africa, Morocco, mm -hmm. Thailand once or twice. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure about Vietnam. But um, today I'd like to introduce you to a good friend of mine I met in Thailand. Oh, boy. I don't know. Maybe upwards <laughs> close to 20 years ago or more. Wow. Raymond Humberg. Yeah. Uh, it's a very interesting story. Uh, grew up uh, where he grew up, how he ended up in Thailand how he came to accept Jesus as his Savior, and then what God put on his heart and what's developed out of this one man's life and how it's touching so many people we're going to hear about this morning. So I think, Absolutely. listeners, please stay tuned. You're not going to be disappointed, mm -hmm. I guarantee, with my special guest today. So on that note, Raymond, welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. So, Raymond, like I said, we've known each other I'm, I'm guessing maybe 20 years. It could be more, 1997. Yeah, 25 maybe. And um, great friendship. We've been together in so many different ways. And even now when Marie and I go back, we make a, a point to, to visit Raymond. But Raymond, I'd really like our listeners to hear your story and then bring it fast forward to what you're involved with today. It's very strategic. And a lot of people aren't aware of, of all these uh, situations in the world with hurting people especially children oh, yeah. and the ministries like raymond's that are reaching out and touching them in real practical <clears throat> ways so raymond just back up a little bit and maybe start uh with your childhood and come forward that how you ended up in thailand okay i'm born in 54 1954 in a small small village in a wooden hut and that is very important for me because I work today. I work with the poor. I work with the grassroots. And I was born that way. So that was after World War II. My parents lost all what they had and we ended up in a wooden wooden hut. Or it was a house made from wood. And I was born there. Oh. And growing up and what was a milestone in my life, I had the desire to know spiritual truth. As a child, when I grow up, I knew there is a spiritual world that was always clear for me. I know, I knew there is more to life than working and money and get a good job and a car. Only I didn't know uh, what it was and how can I find this. 
So that were the two milestones in my life. When I look now, when, when I look now back, I think all these were two points which were really important in my life to grow up with the poor, to know how it feels to be poor, and then searching for the truth. Now, did your parents take you to church or anything, Raymond? Uh, yeah, they did. They uh, took me to a Catholic church. And I remember I was about three, two or three, but I still see, I still see the vision. I entered the Catholic church and they had this cross with Christ on, on it. You know this, uh, how you say it, uh, crucifix. Yeah, crucifix. You know? uh-huh. uh, and it was huge. So they had a huge cross with, uh, with Christ on it and huge nails and blood. And I think I was, I was three or four, and I saw this man hanging on the cross, and at the same time, uh, people in church, you know, singing and talking, and no, nobody cared about this man. Oh. So I, I screamed, I said, help him, help him. <laughs> And the people laughed and said, oh, that's cute. <laughs> it wasn't cute, you know. I was serious. And, well, that, that gave me, that, that was an impact. Hmm. Wow. I, I still have this big picture. And I, and I thought in my heart, how can they be so cruel, you know? Nobody helps this man. Uh-huh. So after I went home, I made plans. So next time, I will take some tools and take the nails out. Uh, oh my gosh! <laughs> okay. How so, old were you? Wow. And I think three or four. Uh, before four, because when I was four years old, we moved out of of this place. Okay. So I was around three, maybe two or three. Okay, yeah, now, but, so oh, as you go into your high school years, did that spiritual hunger or that uh, curiosity stay with you? It stayed, actually. Um, but I was confused because I, I went to Catholic Church, and I think, yeah, there's many good things, uh, but I didn't feel there is a truth. Then I went to uh, Protestant ch- churches, and I looked for, and I think they, they have a lot of good stuff, but it's not the truth. And then I start to search. I joined some uh, sects, you know, the uh, Rosy, how you call them in English, the, the Rosy. Rosicrucians? Yeah, I uh-huh. joined them. And, uh, but I didn't find the truth, so, and I knew there is a truth. And then when I was 17, I start to uh, travel, start to travel the world. And uh, it, it, it's a long, it's a long thing, it's a long story, but I joined the Muslims, I went to the mosque, I learned to pray with them, but I didn't find the truth. I went to India, I do uh, yogi. You know, I met all these, uh, all these uh, gurus. In India? Right, yeah, and I med- med- meditated with them, and they smoked dope and this stuff, and 
but there was no truth. And then I came came to uh, Bangkok, Bangkok in Thailand. Okay. So I joined the Buddhist. I went to temples and meditation, and it was all nice, but there was no truth. I didn't find truth. And then at the end, and I was at this time when I came first time to Thailand, I was 19. And then I met a Thai man. He was a small, uh, five foot some, something, a small guy. And he was a kind of uh, ninja. He was trained, he was really trained in a Thai ninja temp temple. And he had spiritual, spiritual powers. It was the first time I, I met somebody who actually walks the, the talk. Uh, I mean, so know, he had powers I've never seen before. So he had some like supernatural powers. Spirit. He got in this training when he was a ninja. Right. Okay. What, what I heard about him. I asked some friends of him and they said he was given to the temple when he was uh, when he was a year old also and he was trained 18 years mm. in this temple and that is a special te temple to train uh, fighters okay now, did you go to did you go down to the beaches? Then you lived on the beach quite a while. Then down in southern Thailand. Uh, yeah, in South Thailand. Yeah, and it was always my dream. My my dream was from teen time up. I want to live near a white beach and a blue ocean and green palm trees. Oh, that okay. was my dream. And then I was nineteen, and I lived near a white beach. And the blue ocean and a lot of green palm trees. So I, I met my, my goal. That's all what I wanted to have in life. Okay. Happy. I was happy. Yeah. You were the happy hippie. <laughs> I was a happy hippie, yeah. <laughs> really, I was a happy hippie. It was just good. You know, life was just good. And actually, now we talk, right? just one big picture pops up. Uh, I was at a beach. I was at, at the uh, Naihan Beach, Naihan Beach in Phuket, and I went out for a swim. And while I swam, suddenly a thought popped up, and suddenly I talked to myself and I said, "I know I am a sinner." But God loves me and gives me so much beauty. Because I looked around and saw the beauty, you know, the beach, the palms, the ocean. And I knew, I talked to myself, I'm a sinner. But God loves me and I really felt God's love. And I cried, my tears running down my cheeks and with the sea, sea uh, water wow. washing, you know. Yeah. That was kind of, wow, that was... I thank, thank God for this. It was a nice like, experience. Like a pre-salvation kind of a revelation from God. I think so, John. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, I think so. Because I was so happy and I knew I'm lost. But I said, God is so good. It oh. was, ah, praise the Lord, yeah. So how then did you come to Christ? How, how did you come to meet Jesus? Okay, so I, I became friend with this uh, ninja. Uh-huh. His name was Kai. And one day I asked him if I can learn from him. And he did really weird stuff. Nah? He could uh, could fight like a Bruce Lee, mm. really like yeah. you know, really like Bruce Lee. You know, I I saw him uh, several times when when the people came to because he he worked in a, 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 a restaurant. Okay. And, and sometimes people came in drunken people looking for a fight, and he he just uh, finished it. Bam, bam, bam. It was oh. gone. <laughs> he was. I mean, this was amazing. But I, I thought in my heart, okay, he trains this for years. Yes, of course. So that that was still. I that was still uh, okay. Live. But then one time he uh, disappeared. He went into a room and he was gone. And I think, oh, that is more. That is uh, that is something. And uh, one time I was with him when he turned himself into a, a monkey. He really, his uh, body, everything turned into a monkey. Like a spiritual uh, possession. A spiritual, yeah, how you call this, shape-shifting. Okay, yeah. Kind of shape-shifting. Yeah. So I, I watched him. I watched him uh, how his mus muscles grew, his uh, his cheek mus muscles grew like uh, like little uh, ping pong balls. His eyebrows came to the front. His his uh, forehead went back. His muscles, his breast muscles grew, and suddenly he made, made a move, and I looked and I said, "He's a monkey." No. And, and that was, I mean, that, that was real. That, that, that was uh, real, real, real. And because I asked him before, can you teach me? I want to learn what you know, what you do. I want to. And he, he said, yeah, of course, I will teach you. And right after this mo moment when he, when he changed to become like a, a monkey. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, now I know. Uh, this time I didn't know. It was. It was the next day. It was within a second. My life changed. It was suddenly. It was like a whoosh, and suddenly I felt like a clamp around my breast. Suddenly I couldn't breathe. I saw everything was gray. I couldn't see clean uh, colors. Everything was grayish, dirty. I couldn't breathe. And it was something like uh, sucking out my thoughts from my brain. Ooh, so like, later you would learn that demonic uh, influence, huh? Oh, right. That was after I, I knew the power he had that was from uh, demons. Uh, 
and I ask him to learn. So I open my myself yeah, right. for these beings, and uh, I got this. I was not demon possessed, I would say, but the demon uh, stuck to me. Oppression, oppression. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and the demon said to me, "Give up." And I knew at the same time, and he said, "Give up." I knew what it means. It means either I will die, or I will lose my mind. Okay. And I had a friend with me too, Saverio. He was a good, good friend. And he lost his mind because the same thing happened to him too. Uh, he lost his mind and I met friends about five years after and they told me about him and they said he can just eat and sleep but you cannot talk to him. He's gone. His mind is gone. He's yeah. a zombie. You know, on, on that note, Raymond, that's such a good thing for our listeners, everybody to hear because... There's this curiosity about the occult and demonic stuff in, the, in movies and, and in music today. And for people to hear your testimony that this is real and people can open doors and allow these, 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 these demon spirits to influence their lives. And the Bible says the enemy comes to rob, kill, and destroy. Mm -hmm. But Jesus says, I come that you might have life and life more abundantly. So you actually witnessed that stuff, Raymond. So continue. I just want to give a heads up to our audience to really listen to what happened in your life. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, this is, I also, uh, I mean, all this stuff before, you know, yoga and the gurus and this monkey man, it's all somehow exciting. Mm -hmm. Up to the point, this evil powers come in. Right. And this, and uh, suddenly, and after this, it's no more fun. Mm. I only can tell anybody: don't get involved. Uh, run, run away from, okay. from it. Don't get involved. It's no fun. It's torture. I, I had this being for one year with me, and this being came every day, almost every day, talking to me, and always always uh, demanding give up give up wow. for one year when i drove my bike when i drove in a car at night in uh, at home this being came and always said with a clear voice give up and it was not nice it was bad it was one of my or uh, actually the most horrible time in life because oh feels like a prison. So how were you set free from that, Raymond? Praise the Lord. It was because my, my friend lost his mind. And I always said no. I always said no. When he came, I said give up. I said no. But I didn't know what to do. I went to doctors. Mm -hmm. uh, they gave me pills. It didn't help. I went to monks, to Buddhist monks. I went to witchcraft people. I went to all all kind of mm. people. Only I didn't ask God. Very strange. For one ah. year, I didn't, I, I didn't ask God. And after...
after almost or over one year, I had no more energy left. And I only wanted one thing. This must stop. It's torture. It's every day torture, 24 hours a day torture. Always this clam around the breast. I cannot breathe. I cannot think. It's very hard to get a thought. Uh, everything looks gray and dirty. So I had only one wish, it shall stop. And at one point I was willing to pay every price. And that means I, uh, I uh, did, uh, decided. And it, actually I had peace, I had peace with it. I decided when the demon come tonight, I will say yes, I give up. Mm. So I was like someone who want to quit life and is, is about to jump down from a bridge or something. So I had peace with it. I was sure I'm going to uh, do it. Uh, yeah, and then I was at home and I waited for this spirit and I mean, God is great, you know, I I didn't look for God, I didn't ask God, but God looked at me, this is praise the Lord, you know, we have an inviting God, that is what, what I learned from you, John, you, uh, that we have an inviting God, our God, our God is always inviting us. So I sit in the room, I'm ready to die or become a zombie or what? <clears throat> and suddenly in the room, there is a, a how you call this, a plague, or a, a note, or a, a, a billboard. Uh-huh. Billboard uh, flying in, in the room. And on the board, it said in uh, German, the Bible, uh, the Bible. Oh, the Bible. Okay. Just it's this word. I mean, this is something. You know, this this board is here in, in the room, and there's written in German the Bible. And I looked at it, and I always had a Bible with me. Oh. I, looked, hmm. I had it. I had this book, but I opened it before and I read it and they say it, it, it's too old, you know, it's not a, it doesn't mean anything, it's an interesting book, but it's, you know, the stories from Matthew and Luca and Moses and it's nice to read, but it's not, it's, it, it didn't touch me. Hmm. And boy, was I wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we all were, Raymond, we all were. <laughs> So I took the Bible, so when I read this, and I, this is still really clear, clear in front of my, my, my mind, I took, I took the book, I opened it, and I said with a loud voice to myself, or I said with a loud voice, if this does not help, I'm dead. So that was the last, uh, I know that is my last chance. I don't need to jump, you know, or don't give, give up. So I said, if this doesn't help, I'm 
dead and I started to read. I don't remember what I read. I I guess it was Isaiah. And while I read, I heard voices, but not like these voices before from this from this uh, uh, demon, because uh, this voice was more harsh. Give up. Suddenly, I heard uh, voices like a fan club. You know, if I I I, I imagined I run. I run a race, and my fan club is there, and they say, run, 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 you know, oh. and they, they cheer up, so there was a whole group, <clears throat> and this, this group always said, uh, they, 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 they uh, cheered me up, uh, read, 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 and I kept reading, reading, and they, read, 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 and John, I, I don't know how long I read it. I know I read, I fell asleep, I woke up, I read these voices, read, read. I, it could have been uh, one, two or even three days. It was, I was just like, like in the talks, you know, I slept, I woke up, I read, I slept, I woke up, I, I didn't eat, I just read. And that gave me strength. And since I started to read the scriptures, the devil stopped talking to me. Okay. He stopped talking. But there was still the clan, and everything was great. And, but I get more strength now. I got the will to live. There you I go. Got Yes. to live, you know, <clears throat> I live, mm -hmm. I want to live, and, and, and then, I, and I knew it was God, God said to me very clear, go back to Germany, and I didn't want to go, because, <laughs> you know, I was at my dream in, yeah. in my life, there was a beach, you know, the, the, the white beach and the palm trees. Uh, but with a very clear voice, go back to Germany. And I said, no, I'm crazy, you know. I, I knew God speaks. Uh, but I, I said, no, I said, help me, but I stay. And uh, then God made that I, I packed my things and I left. I left with a free will against my will. You know, I, yeah. I talk to myself, I don't go, I don't go, I stay. But with my free will, I walked, I bought a tic ticket, I met a friend who, who also went the same way, so we, we were two, and we flew. So I, I really left with my free will against my will. That is God's laugh, you know. He could have hit, hit me, but yeah. he, so, he just let me. So God is, now God is in your life at this time. Mm -hmm. and, and when was this, Raymond? How old were you when you I had was, this vi vision? Uh, I was 19 when Still I started. 19. That maybe yeah. 20. I was okay. 20 around. Yeah. 
So, Raymond, I want the listeners to know now this this I don't I think a lot of people that may have gone through similar experiences, you know, not on the beaches of Thailand, but going into these areas yeah. out of curiosity and and, and getting depression yes. and anxiety and sleeplessness <clears throat> and all of these different things. Um, you know, the Bible, the Amazing Grace song, the hymn says, "Twas grace that taught my heart to fear." And grace my fears relieved. And it was like God had let you go so far, Raymond, from my point of view, where you really had the fear in your heart. You know, yeah. things were really good. And then when you turned to the Lord, the the lights went on, so to speak, and this whole new day was dawning on you. Uh, he, God moves you out of Germany. And I know short, it's not long after that you're going to actually accept Jesus Christ. And then we're going to go fast forward because I want our audience and listeners to hear how God changed your life and what you're involved in today to literally you're reaching Thailand. So take take us now, Raymond, to the point where you accept Jesus, get a vision, and go back to Thailand. So actually, I was reading. I I had a day. I was I didn't feel good. I was in very very bad moods. I was disappointed with my life. So things stuff 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 going on. And I opened the Bible, but just like open, just any, just open. Psalm uh-huh. 23, I want to tell the listeners, please, Psalm 23, verse 1, the first half, the Lord is my shepherd. And I read this verse, and by God's grace, I understood what it means. The Lord, mm. God Almighty. That was the first time I felt like I had an impression. God Almighty, the Lord, Jehovah, Yahweh, God. And then is my shepherd, my personal shepherd. And that was too too much for, for me. And I read this and I was shaken. The Lord is my shepherd. And then I heard a calm voice. I think it was the Lord. Do you want this? Just like this very, do you want this? And I said to myself, <laughs> I, I would be a fool to, to say no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that God Almighty talking to you. Do you want this? Of course I want. <laughs> and I just said yes. And then I knew I was born again. Uh-huh. I, I had this this assurance, this power in my heart, and uh, wow, beautiful! So since this day, I have a shepherd. And maybe what I need to tell, because one thing stopped me from accepting Christ before, because I had all in my life I met Christians here and there, and. But always I said no, because the devil tricked me, and I believed, but it was a limiting belief. It was a false belief. It was a lie. I thought when I become a Christian, the fun is over. Then life is serious, you know. Mm. You don't do this, do, 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 do. Right. I was a happy hippie, and I didn't want it to stop. Uh, but after I received Christ, 
the happiness just started. You know, I didn't know it. Right. And, uh, since this day, and it's not only ha happy because uh, John, that is from you. Na? I announce it's from you. <laughs> uh, we, we need joy. Yeah. Uh, because have happy hour and this stuff, uh, we always need something. But this joy, and joy is much more than happiness. Uh, joy, there's always joy. You know, I got joy, joy, yeah, joy. Right. You know, it's beautiful. Right. Okay, so that is when, yeah, when, when I was born again, and when, when life and joy really started, excitement, I, it, there is no more exciting life than a Christian who knows. I think a Christian who knows he's a believer, a Christian who knows he serves a God, he serves a king, and the king used him. You know, the, the king assigned uh, uh, us jobs so we can serve a king, we can really serve a king. And there's so much adventure and joy wow. and uh, Beautiful. That's amazing, Raymond. I hope everybody hears that. And you know, David, oh it's so gosh. inspiring. Yeah, it is. Because you walked through yeah. that door of salvation and your life was changed forever, Raymond. And um, and the way you got the vision to serve the Lord now back in Thailand, mm -hmm. it's just an amazing story. How about it, David? Oh, oh. my gosh. It, it's incredible. You know, last week we were looking at wisdom and discernment, Raymond, and just the way you went over psalm 23 uh it also ties into the fact that you really felt the power of god and uh you know proverbs 1 7 said the fear of the lord is the beginning of knowledge fools despise wisdom and instruction but you were really shook by reading that and i think that is really one of the most important things i know it was very helpful for me because i grew up uh, roman catholic too uh, i went to church but I never really felt the power of God or I never really bought in that this is God Almighty. This is his word. Mm -hmm. and yeah, so so th th that was really a, a differentiator for you. And, um, you know, my walk with John uh, 12 years ago was huge for me, too. It really started to open up. But how do you how do you suggest to the listeners ways that they can open themselves up? to receive the word of God, especially oh, if they're happy and they're, you know, they're addicted to drugs, you know, alcohol, they got a great life. They think everything's great, but, but they're not a follower of Jesus Christ. Yeah, there is more. So I, I, I would tell everybody, the world looks nice. I mean, you know, we have planes, we can fly around, we have nice houses and, but there is more. And what, there is more, it's really more. It's, it, it, we cannot compare this to anything in, in the world. And and of course, when uh, pe people listen, they say, oh yeah, you, you, you. So uh, I would suggest ask. That's the uh, mi minimum we can do. Ask, ask God, are you real? Mm. Are you real? I heard about you. People talk about you, but I can't, I can't believe it okay. because of this and that. Uh, be honest with God. You don't have to fake. Just say, 
He can even say, I don't want this, but are you real? And when you're real, I don't want to miss it. And please, when you are real, talk to me or open my eyes or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. So this first step, you know, and God acts, you know, we come to God and God promised he will come to us. We draw, we draw to him. So this, this, this God comes to us. We are important. Every person, every person is important. Everyone, every human being, every person, you are important. And I can understand you cannot believe. That's okay. Ask God and it shall be given to you. Ask. Just ask. That's the first step. Ask and get the Bible. I mean, read it. Uh, ask it. But the first step is ask. Ask God. Are you real? Mm -hmm. Then please open my eyes. I want to serve you. I want to know you. Okay. I think that's wonderful to hear, Raymond. Yes, and I know is. there's people yeah. listening yeah. that are really going to take heart what you just said. They might be confused, not sure. Maybe they think they they're mm -hmm. they're too far gone, or but when you say just ask the Lord with that simplicity of heart. Now, Raymond, what put it? How did God put on your heart to go back to Thailand and be involved with what you're involved with now? Maybe you can start telling us that chapter of your life. Right, because I'm I was born poor. I was really born poor. Uh, and I know how poor people feel. It, it's pain. It's pain. It's a, it's a daily 24 hours, seven days a week pain. And so I really love to help the poor. And I'm involved here with my, my wife. So we help uh, tribal tribals. My, my, my wife is from the uh, Mian tribe. So we want to help these people and especially teens because my, my life when I was 19 I I still uh, remember you know all the uh, all the stuff is around there people want to get get you yeah and the poor teens the poor people from the grassroots background they are vulnerable for human trafficking and human trafficking is horrible and we want to help them before they get trapped there are there are missions who help these teens come out of it but we want to help them before they go in it nice okay so just to set the context here for the listeners you went back you live up in northern thailand which was right near where Myanmar used to be called burma right and there's a lot of this refugees and these poor people get caught up and people like literally kidnap them and put them in the mm. sex trade industry yeah. and then that's where Raymond and his wife and his children have been involved okay Raymond continue on that because I, I, I want our listeners to understand where you're at now and what you're doing and that part of the world it's hard for us to imagine what's going on over there yeah this is in uh, in Boma Boma Myanmar, uh -huh. there is a civil war for, I think, the last, since World War II. Yeah, the longest war. You know, the longest war, civil war is going on. And in 
2015, Aung San Suu Kyi, she managed to make a keys fire. And, but there was this coup in 2000, uh, uh, 2021. 2021, the uh, army, the Burmese army made a coup. And since this coup, the civil war is on. And it's like the army against the people. And it really, it is like this, and especially the Christian tribes. Okay. And this war is so brutal, it's, uh, I can't, uh, I don't want, want to talk about it. Uh, yeah. I have seen video clips from people getting their arms and legs cut off and horrible. Yeah. So, Raymond, I know you developed a project up in the country, like a training center, and then you established a school to help these refugees. I mean, it's just amazing when I go back there and see what you did, you know, by God's grace and with the help of your, your wife and, and children and the team. So... <clears throat> What, what are some of the things that you, you, you saw God bring together th through your ministry there so our listeners can just kind of get a kind of an idea of how you're, how you're addressing this problem and, and, you're, and you're leading these people to Jesus and also meeting their practical needs like food and medicine and shelter? Yeah, so in 1998, we started the first school, the first school in the first school for uh, uh, Burmese, for Burmese uh, refugees. And the school has now 150 students. Boy. Wow, praise God. And uh, good, very good. So we help these people. But since the coup, since this coup in 2021, we have tens of thousands of people coming in, in again. But these people have to hide. So they are, they are starving. You know, they, they are actually are run, uh, run, running out of food. Mm. And what is so, what really touches me, because the people who flee this war, there are many Christians. And these Christians, they don't know much about Christ, actually. Mm. They are born in the Christian tribes, they know a little bit about church, but they don't know much. And now they have to flee. If they don't flee, they get uh, uh, killed. You know, a woman get, getting raped and then get killed. Uh, so these Christians flee. And then some of them, for the first time, start to pray. And for me, it's so, you know, these people, they don't know much about Christ. And now they have to flee. And now they enter, they, they cross a, a border. And they have no way, no place to go. They have to hide. They have no food. And they pray. And, and <clears throat> some of them, they told us, when you came, when our team came, because we have teams to bring food to, to them, to to go along, go along the river, and uh, look for them and find them and feed them. 
and these people say, God answered my prayer. Well. And this makes me, you know, I'm part suddenly, you know, we are part of answering God's prayers. Right, right. Amazing. Raymond, can yeah. you give out the name of the refugee, the, the food distribution? I know I've seen the boxes and how you go up there and they, uh, each box can, I think, sustain people for like a month. But what, what is, if people are interested, what's your best website or best contact info? Well, right. So, so if, if someone has this on the heart, to, to help, to, to help God answers, you know, it's so, you know, it's so great, people pray and we are part, part of the, of the work, you know, of God's work. Amazing. So, yeah. Go to Avoda Foundation, Avoda, A-V-O-D-A, Avoda Foundation dot org. Okay, that's Alvoda, A as in apple, V as in victory, O as in orange, D as in David, and uh, A as in apple, foundation.org. Okay, Raymond, continue. And then uh, I want you to go into the entrepreneur, uh, the, how you're uh, uh, helping these children as they grow older actually get a business and earn income. Right, so, so uh, giving food, it's, it's a first step. And of course, it's very, 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 very important. But the next step is to get these people out of there, that they live a sustainable life, and they have no passports, no ID cards, so they are actually trapped there. In this town where we work, there are about 50,000 Thais there, 50,000 and about 200 to 500,000 bobbies hiding and some of them are born there it's uh, it's it's a giant slave camp so to speak they have no chance they cannot go back if they go back they get killed and they cannot live here because they have no passport hmm. so they have to work and the the work payment for them is very very low and of course they have to pay rent for little uh, wooden, wooden uh, uh, boxes and in the rent is a sort of protection money in so the, these people are in a slave camp. <clears throat> yeah. And we want to get them out and we have a, a system. It cost it cost us three thousand dollar. For three thousand dollar we can help them to get legally legally a bonus passport that works. With this passport we help them to get a visa and a work per permit. Then we help them to learn Thai. And then we can take them to Bangkok. And my, my wife found a, found a law uh, loophole. 
so we can help these people setting up their own little shop hmm. with a push card. But they can earn good. And yeah, what are they selling, Raymond? They're selling what? Describe the food product. Uh, uh, food, they sell dried, dried banana, uh, ginger juice, uh, cane sugar juice, dim sum. So all, all kind of fresh, freshly made food. Uh, the food we, we make our, ourselves. The food is good. It's clean. It tastes very good. And uh, people in Bangkok uh, really love our food because it tastes good. It's it's clean. It's good. It's it's made with love. Wow, that's amazing, Boy, that's Raymond. Incredible. So now they're learning a skill, but they're mm -hmm. also able to get an income and feel good about themselves because they're basically owning their own little business. <clears throat> and it's then a different world, you know. Then they are free. Right. They have a passport. They are free to, to move. And that's what free. Thailand means, right? What does Thai mean? The word Thai. Uh, free. It means free. Land of the free. So, the land of the free, yeah. Is it, so, so they need people a... are free. And then they, they can, can send man, man, money back hmm. to right. their friends or families. You know, I just pulled up your website. Uh, I'm telling the uh, listeners again, Avoda Foundation. It really is attractive. It is. A lot of information yeah. on here, statistics. It really, really looks great, Raymond. I encourage people out there that might be interested. I know people want to help, you know, with financial. Sometimes a pastor or somebody. Raymond has hosted teams over there, David. Yeah. You know, and uh, people have come over to help work and teach. Right. English. Some have gone over there to help with uh, website development and all these other things. It's amazing, Raymond. I mean, we still have some time left on this show, but I mean, where God, where you were, and where God has brought you yeah. to. I mean, you were just this hippie on the beach of Phuket, Thailand, southern Thailand, and now you're up in the mountains, reaching, I don't know, hundreds, thousands, maybe, of people hurting people physically, people that have been. Uh, persecuted and hunted down and now you can look at the website they got clothing and a smile yeah. on their face and they're eating good food and the one has them children are praying another one you see them working in, in Thailand with their little uh, little uh, food carts it, yes. it's amazing Raymond sure I know is. prayer has played a lot a big big role in your life Raymond how, tell how you pray for things through the years and see God answer oh yeah and uh you Actually, know, with, uh, John, eh, with yeah. you, eh? I hope we have time for, for this. When we met in 1998, yeah. uh, I had my time. I didn't know how to get support and everything. I started to earn money. It didn't work out. And then I met you, John, and you said, uh, I don't know how to help, but I know that prayer and fasting works. And you did dedicated one day a week. That was the Thursday. And on every Thursday, we fasted and we prayed. And now look, looking back, uh, God answered this prayer ten times or more. Oh, <laughs> God. Gosh, yeah. Thank God. It was unbelievable. Every time I go back, we were just back, my wife and I, yeah. Marie, and we go to that spot and Raymond shows us. 
this little spot on the ground. Yeah. But it was all the Lord. It was God. I mean, I don't, you know. But it, 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 you know, for people out there today that are listening, prayer, you know, Jesus says, do three things in secret and God will reward you openly. One is when you give money, don't let your left hand see what the right hand's given. The Father in heaven sees, he'll reward you. When you pray, go into your prayer closet, shut the door. Heavenly Father sees in secret. But when you fast, he says, don't appear like you're fasting. Just go about your day. But God sees that. When you combine those three, giving, right. praying, and fasting, like Raymond says, I'm not, I mean, there's great things that God has in store for each yeah. one of us. And to see what's going on with Raymond and Avoda and these children, mm-hmm. the school, the outreach, uh, it's it's, it's a miracle, Raymond. It, it really is a miracle. God has used you, brother. In a, and and, uh, and team, like I said, teams go over there. Uh, they go to teach English, and they get a sense of what's going on, and they go back and tell other people. And that's what we want to see even with this radio program, that it would still a kind of a vision yeah. for people that may have been like Raymond or you, David, or me before mm-hmm. in darkness, depression, yeah. lost spiritually, and what great things God has for each one of us. Absolutely. So, Raymond, I want you to just share from your heart for these last couple of minutes anything else you'd like to share with our listeners. Of course, people can get a hold of all of our radio shows by simply going to john1421.com, and these will all be listed. Mm-hmm. This one will be probably, we'll say, Raymond Humborg, missionary slash entrepreneur Thailand, mm-hmm. something. And then you can just listen to the whole uh, interview yeah. again. Raymond? Yeah, I would like, uh, if somebody does not know Christ yet, or know Christ, is a believer, but doesn't feel this joy, Brother, sister, please. I, from my my heart, ask God and trust. And it doesn't matter. You know, often I pray, and I don't feel anything. I just pray. Yeah. But then it, you know, it's not like wow. Now it starts. But three days or three weeks later, suddenly things happen. It works. It works. There is much more to life than we can imagine. What does it mean when God says, and what God means what He says, and He says what what He means? What what does it mean when He says, seek and you will find? Ask and it shall be given. That's all true. it's, uh, brother, sister, please listen. Uh, please, at least ask. Say, Lord, help me. I, I like to know this. And then things will work. Uh, that's, a, you. that's a great way to end it, Raymond, because mm-hmm. you're telling everybody back here now that's listening in northern Ohio, yeah. wherever this tape goes, and what the same thing you're telling people over in Thailand is the same thing that happened to you when you were in, 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 you know, on the beaches, you know, that, that God spoke to you. And he's very near. And as you say, just ask in sincerity and honesty and a broken and contrite heart, the Bible says, God will in no wise refuse. And once you've accepted the Lord, then find a community, find a little church, find mm-hmm. a church you can be part of. And then realize that God is, is he wants to reveal himself. And I encourage people to get the Gospel of John and just read one chapter a day. Don't don't overstudy it. Just read one chapter and ask God to reveal himself to you. 
And many, many people have come to Christ that way. And it, the, the Gospel of John, one of the last chapters, is when Thomas falls to his knees and says, My Lord and my God, I believe you now. And that, that's true for all of us. But Raymond, thank you, thank you very much for, for taking time out of your busy schedule to be part of our radio program. We hope to do a follow-up uh, later in the summer or the fall yes. to find out everything going on in the teams and what's going on with the work. And uh, I want to close us in prayer for you, Raymond, a special blessing. And for all your team and family, I know you got some travels coming up to Cambodia and all. So if you don't mind, I'm going to just ask a special blessing, David and I, on your work and your ministry. Thank you, yes. And pray for our listeners that maybe uh, maybe haven't made that commitment to Jesus Christ. Yes. Amen. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for really this miracle of the airwaves, David. I mean, we're sitting oh, here. Know. He's 12,000 miles away. <laughs> so if humans can do that, how much more so can we go into the very yeah. presence of God? And we're wow. invited in Hebrews chapter 4, says, Come boldly into the throne room of grace, and there you will obtain mercy and help in the time of need. And Heavenly Father, I thank you for my brother Raymond Humberg, his wife Ploy, his children, his team, and the inspiration and, and, and lives that they've touched, even now, going over the radio waves to our, our listeners, but especially in Thailand, Lord. Just continue to bless his work, his vision, protect, provide, guide, uh, meet his needs, Lord, just like you did so many years ago when he really had very little, and it was just like a little seed planted in the ground, and now there's a school, there's a project center, there's a business in Bangkok, there's church up in Shanghai, on and on. Who knows what great things you still have in store for Raymond uh, in the days ahead. Mm -hmm. So bless my brother and his family in a special way, Lord. Thank you for those beautiful children that we saw up on the up on the border, and the, they're just so pure and honest, but so so difficult in the situation they have being chased out and hunted down and now right. uh, but bless them help them and especially help raymond with this food distribution maybe somebody's listening that wants to be part of that but especially help them with the avoda refugee food distribution helping those poor people especially the children there so bless Amen. him again lord that he continue to bless many many people for your sake for your glory in jesus precious name we pray amen, amen. god bless you raymond god bless you, you raymond. the great work you're doing brother Thank you, uh, thank you, John and uh, uh, David. Yeah, I'm going to bring David over to visit you one day. God, yes, with God willing. God willing, absolutely. I want to go. <laughs> oh, please, yeah. Please. <laughs> God bless you, Raymond. God, God bless you too, John and David, and all your people. Okay, bye bye. Bye bye.